Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast, presented by the Women's Motorsports Network. I'm Melinda Russell, the founder and CEO. I also founded the International Women's Motorsports Association and the Women's Motorsports Network News Online Magazine. Today's episode is brought to you by our official travel planner, Brittany Heisinga. Brittany specializes in Disney trips, but can book any trip anywhere you want to go, from Hawaii to Houston, Alaska to Australia, or anywhere in between. Last year, she helped over 100 families plan magical vacations to Universal Studios, Disneyland and Disney World, Mount Rushmore, Las Vegas, Cabo, Hawaii, Aruba, and Iceland, to name a few. In just her first year since joining the Smart Moms Travel Group, she's won the Rising Star Award, the Top Paid Agent Award, and won a rewards trip. She hit her sales goal, joined Team Fantasyland at her agency, became a Walt Disney World pass holder and Magic Key holder, and more importantly, has made lifelong friends. You can connect to Brittany on this Instagram at travelwithzing or give her a call at 602-291-5144. Check out the show notes for more information and tell her Melinda sent you. And now it's time for this week's show. When you can't be at the racetrack to follow your favorite driver, log into My Race Pass on your phone and you'll be able to follow all the action no matter where you are. My Race Pass provides stunning technology to grassroots motorsports for the most data-packed, instantly updated, race-related content engaging all motorsports enthusiasts. Get live timing and scoring on race day with My Race Pass Live. Any My Race Pass track or series that utilizes transponders will have their lap times displayed in the app. You can even check out historical lap times to see if drivers are faster or slower than last year. Subscribe to My Race Pass today and tell them Melinda from the IWMA sent you. Hello, everyone. This is Melinda Russell with Racing Girls Rock podcast, sponsored by the Women's Motorsports Network. And I have a very special friend on my podcast today. And you're going to think it's funny that I have an 18-year-old girl that's a friend of mine, but she really is. And she's become, she and her family have become more than just a friend. They're, they're part of my race family. And I don't know why we haven't had you on prior to this, Adriana, but we're going to have you today, Adriana Timmerman. I met her. Um, I actually met her dad. He found me on social media, maybe a couple years ago now. Yep. And then uh, this last summer I was in Iowa and I went to English Creek and I got to watch her race, which was so fun. And I got to meet them in person. Actually, I was in Iowa two different times and got to watch her race and her brother. We don't want to leave him out, do we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, just, just really love this family and love Adriana and what she wants to do. You know, when I meet young women that are involved in racing, it's pretty easy to tell the ones who are passionate about it from the ones who are just doing it for fun and don't really have a big goal in the future to keep racing. They may want to just race at their track and then they want to be a photographer or they want to be an accountant. But there's, there's women that I talk to that the only thing they can think about is being a race car driver. And I think Adrienne is pretty much in that uh, bucket of people that that's what she lives, eats, and breathes. 
So welcome to the show. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family, and then we'll learn more about you. All right. My name is Adriana Timmerman. As Melinda said, um, I mean, we are big racers. My grandma raced, my grandpa raced, my dad raced, my uncle, now my little cousins raced too, and my brother. And I mean, we, I'd say we're a pretty fun group of people and we always talk to everybody. It's just, we're all crazy and super fun to be around. Um, so tell I'm, us where you live, Adriana. I'm from Wapolo, Iowa. It's like a small town southeast. Yeah. And tell me about your family. It's you, your mom, your dad, your brother. Do you have any pets? Oh, we have four dogs. Uh, one's name is Nova, Lily, Mac, and then Reload. I've got, we've got three labs and then one little tiny Shih Tzu. So it kind of all just adds up. Yeah. And so <clears throat> you live in Iowa. We just had a conversation that it's very cold and snowy there. And I yeah. tried to show her but it didn't really go through on the, on the laptop that good, but I'm in sunny, warm Arizona. It's going to be 80 something here today. So I wish she was sitting here next to me. I could take her to the pool and we could really have a good day, but maybe we can get your dad to send you out here uh, before, before I head back home. So that would be fun to have you come to visit. That would be awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, your family was in racing, so you grew up with it. I'm assuming yep. everybody was racing before you were born. Um, some kids get, get, um, you know, fed up with going to the racetrack and they don't really care about it. And some kids really take to it. Obviously you were one that took to it, yep. but how, how young were you when you remember going to the racetrack? I've been going to the races since I was two months old. So like, it was like, came out of the womb racetrack um and I really enjoyed it I loved helping my dad and like just going to the races and just watching everybody and like how everything goes and I I personally did not think I was going to be a racer I just thought that I'd be the pit crew for my brother but then I got the opportunity and I just hopped into it and it was really awesome I'm super glad that I did yeah I am too so what was the first kind of a car or whatever what was the first thing you learned to drive so um, I first got in a small little Predator cart. It was just a flat cart. And I wrecked that a couple of times. We decided that that just, that wasn't for me. So we moved up to box stock. Uh, they're just like little wing carts. And then we wanted to do another move up. So we moved up to the 250 Outlaw carts, which is what I am, what I'm in okay. now. So. Okay. <clears throat> so the 250 carts. So what would be the next step for you after this? Um, I'm hoping to go into mic micros or full 305 sprint car. That's my dream is like getting into big sprint cars. I want to do World of Outlaws. So, I mean, sprint cars are a pretty big deal. Yeah. And especially in Iowa. I mean, you know, I live in Michigan in the summertime and quarter midgets are big. And then the kids go from quarter midgets to, you know, like what we call yep. the big track front wheel drive or whatever. So yep. sprint cars, when they come, like they come to our local track once a year or something, it's a big deal because we don't get to see them very much, but it's asphalt. And mm -hmm. so um, it's a whole different thing than watching, 
you guys race on dirt, even from little tiny kids. I mean, yeah, they were starting at like five or six years old, I think, when yep. I was there at English Creek. So what is it you love about racing on dirt? I love like how passionate everybody is about it and how like the great sportsmanship in general. And I genuinely just love like the feeling I get on the track and how amazing it is just to have that feeling of like going fast and then the satisfaction of winning when you do win. Just everything about it is so amazing. And the people that I meet is like wonderful. I just absolutely love it. So um, you had some, you've had some success, pretty good success, I would say. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What, you know, I know you won some races last year when I was there, even you did. So um, how, how's your career gone so far? All right. So at first, uh, I, I mean, it was like a learning process and I did not know what I was doing at all. I mean, you'd think growing up at a racetrack would help you know how to race, but it really didn't. Um, so I got out there and I kind of took it slow. And then when I got into wing carts, I just fully just lost all control. And I was just like, I'm just going to go for it. And then I started doing better and got more attention towards me and it was really awesome and I got the confidence that I needed and so I started winning more um my first win I was in a race in my box stock with like I think there was like five people so not a whole bunch of people but it was still a win and I passed everybody because I was in the back and I passed everybody and made my way to the front and that was the best feeling that I've ever had um but as for like races that I've won in my current cart it was English Creek, which was the best win of all. Like I've always wanted to win at English Creek. It's been my dream. And the night that you were there, I did it. So I think yeah. you were my good luck. Oh, that's sweet. Well, I hope, I hope I am. And I hope I'm good luck from, from afar as well as being there, but I'll, I'll be back this summer to, to watch. I'm, I'm planning to come back for the uh, sprint car nationals. And I know you guys always run them too. Yep. So I'll be back. Yeah. So um, what's your favorite thing about being a race car driver? I love inspiring other girls or even just other kids in general. Like they all look up to me and it's really amazing to have kids like the next generation just looking up to me and wanting to do what I do. That's probably my top favorite thing about it is just inspiring everybody to do like what they need to do and what they want. Yeah, when I was at English Creek this summer, there's a lot of girls that race there, aren't there? <laughs> yeah, there are. There yeah. are a lot. I want to say there were, we took a picture and I want to say there were about 20 some girls yep. in that picture, which was really amazing to me because if you're not familiar with English Creek, it's out in the middle of nowhere in Iowa <laughs> and um, it's, a, it's a little dirt track, you know, it's got farm fields all around it. If you didn't know it was there, you'd have a hard time finding it or, you know, and, That's and yet, fair. wow, the people, the families that were there, they're just parked everywhere, everything from an open trailer to a huge motor home. And, and it was amazing to me to see all those kids and it. it was just so fun and not just kids. There's adults that race there. I mean, your brother's basically a, an adult. Yeah. Um, you know, but there's, a, and there's a lot of people older than him that were racing there too. So it was really a fun experience for me to be there. 
Um, so tell me a little bit about like, do you have sponsors and who helps you with your car? We've got a lot of sponsors. Um, like we have small town and like just these really big companies, like uh, they aren't sponsors, but we've got Rowdy Energy. So Kyle Bush, we are ambassadors for that. Mm-hmm. And then Pit Viper, I'm also an ambassador for them. And I get like products that they send me. And that's really amazing. Um, and as for who helps me with my cart, my dad definitely does a lot. Um, at first, I wasn't like completely sure everything with the carts, but he jumped in and helped me and just helped me figure everything out. And he still does a lot. Uh, he always, he's on track of everything. Like I definitely lose track of my stuff and he's always there to help. Um, my mom, she's a really big help. She helps me get ready all the time. She keeps track of my races and records me, which is really nice to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and as weird as it is, all of the little kids that hang around my pit, they're really helpful. I mean, they try their hardest to be there and to just figure out what they could do to help me. And it's really great. Yeah. And I, I would say based on when I was there, you're probably the one, one of the more popular drivers at the track and not just because you're a girl I don't think that's fair to say necessarily because there's lots of little girls and little boys who I think look up to you and and follow you and I think part of that too is your personality I've seen you you're you reach out to them you encourage them you know you tell them good job even if they've had a rough race and so that comes back to you tenfold I think when you reach out and do that for others and then it comes back to you. I definitely try to reach out and just help as much as I can. Like I've been there myself and I've had rough nights myself. And I know that it's really easy to get down on yourself. And I don't want other people to have to feel like they did bad in a race just because they didn't win. Like I used to do that all the time. And I just, I hate to see that. I hate to see people like, especially little kids getting down on themselves just because they didn't win. Cause you- you grow up thinking that you like have to win and that you have to do super good, but really it's just, it's all in your head. I mean, I'm super proud of all the kids that were there. Yeah. And what we have to remember, especially as kids is that if they're not having fun, then they shouldn't be doing it. Yep. Exactly. You know, it's one thing if you're a world of outlaw driver, you're getting paid to race or NASCAR driver, whatever it might be. And that is your job and you're getting paid to do it. And not to say that you can't be as serious or as committed as a younger person or a kid, but I think sometimes the pressure that parents put on those kids, um, I've seen some of that at the racetracks and that's not really fair to kids because uh, they need to be having fun. And the more fun you make it, the more they're going to want to do it, the more they're going to want to do it, the better they're going to get. So You know, I think we have to remind parents that, um, yes, it's expensive. It's an expensive hobby, if you want to call it a hobby or expensive sport. But if you, you should know that going in to it, we, we know that it's not a cheap sport to be a part of. And so, you know, and it's not like when you win that you're winning hundreds or thousands of dollars. So, you know, it's, it's gotta be going into it for the right reasons I think yep yeah so when you have a bad day at the track and I I've been there I've seen you know (laughs) things haven't always gone right somebody wrecks you or whatever when you have a bad day at the track what do you do how do you keep yourself 
like motivated and say, okay, it was a bad day. It was a bad race. What am I going to do now? How do you keep yourself in a positive, you know, mindset? So, um, like my main thing is just to just take a breather, just sit down and just chill out for a little bit because I get super stressed out at the races and sometimes you just need a minute to hang out. Um, and then after I'm done with that, I just usually go around and talk to everybody and like find people to talk to, to distract myself from the bad thing. And then I think about what I can do next time to help myself and to prevent what actually happened that time and just what I can do better. Right. Absolutely. Because again, people are watching, aren't they? Yeah. Those little are. kids are watching no matter whether you're winning or losing. And, and that's another good example that you can set as uh, you're 18, right? Am I I'm right? 16. Oh, 16. For some reason, I thought you were 18. Oh gosh. I had you, <laughs> I had you more grown up than, than you, your age says, but, but uh, when I'm around you, I feel like you're older than 16. <laughs> But, um, you know, those kids are watching and, yeah. and how you act, not you necessarily personally, but how a driver acts on yeah. the racetrack and off the racetrack. And that's not even just at the races, that's through your social media, through your, you know, other things that you do in your life, people are watching. Um, and so it's hard to remember that, but I think yeah. you do a pretty good job of trying to stay positive. And I know your parents are, are behind <laughs> you and really try to help you stay positive too. Yep. Yeah. So do you have a racetrack that you really would love to go have a, you know, be able to race at? Um, as for carts, no, but as for like sprint cars, Knoxville Raceway, mm -hmm. that's like, I just want to be with all the big drivers and you know, just like have that feeling of like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like I grew up watching all of this and then like to race on that track. That's like my number one dream. Yeah. I knew that I, I would have bet any amount of money. That's what you were going to say for sure. Cause you're so close to there and how can yeah. you not, you know, just get the excitement and things from that racetrack. Yeah. Cause that's an amazing place to watch the races. Yeah, it is. It is. So you're 16 years old. Do you have any other things, you know, that you really love to do or like as a career down the road, have you given any thought to anything besides racing? Yes. Uh, so oncology, which is like study of cancer and helping cancer patients. Um, I actually lost my best friend to cancer um, a couple of years back, and I've always wanted to be the kind of person to like help and just do whatever I can to help and cancer is like a really big thing I mean a lot of people are dying because of it and I just I hate to see it and I just want to help as much as possible well that's that's a good that's a good goal to have so I don't know if you know this but I'm a breast cancer survivor I didn't and, know that yet. yeah 20 years so I've been it's been a long time and so um I appreciate that a young person like you sees the need for women and men to go into the medical field and try to find the answers to some of those questions mm -hmm. so we don't lose people and and help promote early detection and all those kind of things so that's yep. that's great and you know what you can be an oncology nurse or doctor whatever you're going to try to be and still race can't you yep yeah yep. and that's that's definitely the plan yeah, yeah. absolutely so 
2022, you're going to be starting to race as soon as that old yucky snow melts over there yeah. in Iowa. So probably what, sometime in April, do you start racing? Yeah, that's April is like officially racing season, but I actually have a race coming up in two weeks. Uh, we're going to an indoor track, so it's going to be a small track, but it's still a race. And I'm like super glad that we're going to race because I've had racing fever so much lately. Yeah. So where is that race going to be? That's in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. All right. Yep. So not, not all the way across the country. It's a little ways no. to go, but, but not terrible. And yeah. uh, wh where is the race, the indoor race there? I'm not familiar with the a track there. Um, it's like, okay, it's not exactly St. Louis. It's like a small town by St. Louis. Okay. I forgot what it was called, but there's an equestrian center that's okay. like right next to it. So they do horses and like horse shows and rodeos. And then right next to it is a racetrack that they made. And that's okay. actually, I've raced there before. I raced there a lot. Um, when I first got my cart, that was where I first raced it. And then that's also my first place that I rolled. So I'm kind of nervous going back into it. Yeah. Okay. So, but you know, you're older now, you've driven a lot more. Yeah. The rolling thing is probably less likely to happen. Yeah. Because you're, you're also better at watching what other drivers are doing. Yeah. You know, when you first get out on that track, it's all about where you are and what you're doing. Yeah. And now that you're more comfortable driving, you know, now it's about seeing what others are doing too. So, yeah. So two weeks, you're going to go there to race. And then um, in April, things will start at English Creek and you'll go the whole summer racing there. Yep. And you do travel some in the summer as well, correct? Yep. Yeah. So um, we're, we're hoping to get you to Michigan here one of these days this summer. That'd that be would awesome. be fun to have you come up there. Yeah. So what else about racing or have I not asked you about what, what else can you share with my listeners about yourself or how you feel about racing or, you know, is it a good sport for a girl to get into? I think it's an amazing sport for a girl to get into. Like girls are put in a certain category, like as much as I hate to say it, but a lot of girls are just like put into this, like you should be out doing your makeup or like just anything like that but I mean it's just you wouldn't expect it to have a girl like a little girl especially just hop into a race car and do great like I if there's just a stereotype that guys are supposed to do it but I think that we should get as many girls as possible into the sport because it's really awesome yeah it is awesome and you know what just because you drive a race car on Saturday night doesn't mean you you don't have your makeup on or your hair yep. done you still want to look good when you get yep. there and and it doesn't mean that you don't like fancy dresses to go to prom or or whatever you know yep. there's a good blend between being a girly girl and and us you know a more of a tomboy if I guess if you call it if you race but you know there's so many women and girls in racing now that it's it's just such a wide variety of girls and they do so many other things. They play softball, they play soccer, they ride horses, they, you know, they work, they do all kinds of things. And it's fun to, to learn about all of you young girls and what you're doing and where you're going in the future too. That's, that's fun to see. I'm definitely one of those like half and half girls. I, I'm a girly girl on the side and then I get on the track and I'm just a completely different person. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I've kind of seen that because um, you're aggressive when you drive. You know, <laughs> you don't let those boys push you around out there. That's for sure. And other girls, there's other girls that race yes. too, but um, mostly it, I think if I remember correctly in your class, there's not really very many girls. There's not any other girls besides me. In my yeah, class. that's what I thought. Now the younger ones, there's more and more of yeah, the younger yeah. ones. Yeah. But I love to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're going to be getting bigger and catching up with you and they're yeah. going to be racing against you here one of these days. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So in the class that you're in, do you want to tell us a little bit about your cart? Like, do you, are you able to share like what kind of motor it has or anything special about it that makes it a great car? Um, it's a 250 Honda and it actually came from California, which is crazy. We got the whole cart shipped here. I did not think that you could do that, but apparently you can. Um, the girl that had it before me, she was a girl too. Uh, she won a lot of races and it keeps up with 500. So it's a really great motor. Yeah. I, I knew you had a really good cart. So that's, that's fun. And, and, you know, I know you and your family, this is something you do together. And, yeah. um, you know, when I was there last year, your mom had to work and then she, your dad and you and your brother came and then she came later and you know, it, it wasn't, it's just not right around the corner from where you live. It's a drive and, but, but your mom was dedicated to be there and, you know, your dad took off work and he was there early with you and your brother. And so that's yeah. true of so many of those families, not just at English Creek, but a yeah. lot of places where it's a whole, the whole family pitches in and each has a job and then they all get it put together and they off, they go to the racetrack. Yep. And not only just family, like my friends, they all pitch in there, try to come and help me out as much as they can and support me, even just like through a phone, like yeah. they call me and make sure I'm doing okay. And it's really great to have so many people supporting me. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm sure you're probably open for new sponsors. So yep. if we can, anybody's listening that wants to sponsor a true up and coming race car driver, you know, like I said, not not every girl has the passion for it. They're doing it for fun, which is fine. I, yep. I support those girls too. Everybody doesn't have to be the next world of outlaw driver or the next whatever they might want to you know, say. But um, Adriana really has the passion. She really could use some marketing partners to help her out. You know, We know it's not, not cheap. And the more that you can do and go to other racetracks, the more exposure you can give those marketing partners. Yep. So um, I encourage anybody to get a hold of me or I'll put her, her dad's phone number in the show notes and you can get a hold of him. And I highly encourage you to reach out to them and, and be a part of this young gal's race dream because I'd like to see her go far. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Oh, you know, I, I love you and your family. I appreciate that you took the time we're recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. And, yeah. and so um, it hasn't started yet. It's earlier in the day, but um, everybody's got a lot of Super Bowl stuff going on today, but yeah. we, we found this day worked best for us. So we're, we're recording today and um, I'm going to see you, but I'm going to wait till that weather changes and the snow's gone and, and then it'll be 95 and humid and we'll be wishing that we had some of that <laughs> snow, won't we? <laughs> yeah yeah for sure 
Well, Adriana, thank you for your time. I just appreciate so much talking to you and I will see you soon. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. It means a lot. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Racing Girls Rock podcast brought to you by the Women's Motorsports Network.